Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm feeling high. My money's gone. I'm all alone. Too much to see. The world is turning. Oh, what a day. What a day. What a day. Peace and blessings manifest with every lesson learned. If your knowledge were your wealth, <laughs> then it would be well earned. If we were made in his image, then call us by our name. Most intellects do not believe in God, but if it was just the same. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. that song i was like wow this is the deepest shit i ever heard in my life it's really like i bounce back and forth between just jamming out to it as a beautiful r&b soul uh, jazzy record that it is then other times i'm really high and she's like the man that knows something knows that he knows nothing at all and i'm just like that is so true oh my god (laughs) i agree oh classics Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm Thea Vidal. And I am Mariah Carey. This is The Read. Yes, Thea. One of my favorite sitcoms that nobody remembers. Everybody remembers Thea. No, they don't. Everybody do not remember Thea. I don't know how they don't. I don't know how they don't remember Brandy being on that show. or Was it Jason Weaver or who else was? I think Jason Weaver was the little brother. But every time she would send them to their room, she said, to the Capitol, see ya! And yes. I would scream. I, I thought that shit was so funny. See, uh, it may have been one of my first sentences. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I don't even remember how old. I remember I was young, and see, it made me laugh every me too. single time. <laughs> I loved it every time. And then I feel like I was also that age that me giggling at something on the TV was probably really hilarious to my mom and them. So yeah. then they would say "see" all of the time to just get me to, to get laugh. you to laugh. Yes. Anyway, welcome back, guys. Um, let's start off the show with some black excellence. Two black queens to uh, honor today. First and foremost, Coco Goff, um, 15-year-old tennis uh, superhero. That's right. I, I don't know mm-hmm. where to begin the phenom, and end with that really. one. Yeah, I mean, that's also a great yeah, um, that's description. That's exactly what she is. So I'm a little tennis illiterate. Oh, I can watch the game and follow. Okay. And I get like, I play Super Mario Tennis a lot. Okay. So I get like how the point system sort of works. Yeah, I think I do too. Like, That's... I can usually tell when somebody scored a point or didn't. Yes. Yes. And sometimes I can even tell why. Yes, me too. Like when you hit it into the net. Right. I know that that's not good. That's not a good thing. <laughs> or when it goes out of bounds. Yep. And you don't catch it in time maybe. Yeah. And it's got to bounce once. Yes, it has to bounce once within the lines in order for it to count. If you hit it out of the lines, then that's your bad, not the other person's bad. Yes. Right? I know some I brothers think we coming got it out right. with a, like a black tennis <laughs> podcast soon, so I'll just listen to Yes. <laughs> um, look, so this child was already uh, making headlines maybe a week or so ago by being, I believe, the youngest player to qualify for the main draw of Wimbledon yeah. in the open air or something like this. Yeah. But also, she won the Junior French Open in 2018, second youngest player to do that, youngest ever finalist in the girls' singles event of the U.S. Open. I mean, so she just beat Venus. I saw that. And as a lot of young black um, <laughs> tennis player uh, girls, yeah. uh, you know, the Williams sisters were... Players that she looked up to, of and course. By. Who else? It's like, how do you like even play your idol, much yeah. less like beat them? She was just so emotional afterwards. It was really sweet. So, um, she's doing the things and one to look out for. She's going, I think, to the next round or maybe even play the next round because child, I don't even know what today was. Right. So, God bless her, not only for um, you know the name of the game, but also for being a fifteen-year-old celebrity at this point, right? You know, I'm and just sure so good. You got to go on and answer people's questions after you play. <laughs> right. Take photographs. I don't know. I know if they thought she was going to talk shit about Venus. They had the absolute wrong one. I she just, was just like, who can, my literal idol. I love her. I think they couldn't possibly expect no. that to happen. But I saw on the news that like it was the youngest player in the tournament playing the oldest player in the tournament. And that Venus was on like her third French Open or Wimbledon or Grand Slam or whatever the fuck when that little girl was born. So it was like, oh my. You literally grew up watching Venus and Serena. Your whole life they have dominated. I'm like, oh my God. I remember when the Williams sisters were not even a thing. That's probably like the last level of Mario Tennis. Well, I don't know shit like, about Mario Tennis, but maybe it's fun. <laughs> okay, so it all lead, it, it all it was all leading up to this, like that. Like, how can you, <laughs> right. uh, girl? Anyway, beautiful black girls taking over. Hey, y'all! This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work life balance can be tough. Okay, if anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. 
With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. Listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Also, shout out to Halle Bailey, who is not Halle Berry Keeper. Important (laughs) note. The girls were like, how in the good God? Like, sis. Sis, calm down. Go back and read this Read it again. Just one more time. Read it with your reading eyes. Famous for um, being part of the singing ass duo, Chloe and Halle. you... (laughs) That's um, right, nigga. They sing down. Parkwood signees, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, stars of Freeform's hit comedy drama Grownish. Yes, um, and very cute on that show as well. The younger of the two sisters, I believe. Yes, Hallie's younger. Just recently announced that she, and it feels so good to say it. <laughs> Don't it? Just say it. It just feels so good to say it. <laughs> she has been cast as Ariel. In the live action CGS, CGIS, because I know <laughs> whatever they're about to do, yeah. Um, remake of Disney's The Little Mermaid. Beautiful. I am so full. Man, as soon as I heard the casting, I said, that's fucking perfect. Like, it couldn't be. It could not be more perfect. Better. Her voice is just so beautiful. That's so what. And, okay. It's just adorable. My God, it's perfect casting. Let's just get into this. Okay. <laughs> because. The other day, I saw them saying that Melissa McCarthy is in talks to play Ursula, which to me means that she's all about, ju- I mean, they're just working through the contract. Okay. You know, like, <laughs> they're getting her to look at the paperwork with her team and be like, yes, I will sign this. Right. Like, that to me is what that means, right? So, and I said that and I just rolled my eyes because I'm like, I love Melissa McCarthy down, mm-hmm. down, down, down. She's funny. Down, down. That's it. Love Melissa McCarthy. I would have preferred personally, and I know a lot of y'all were like, Ursula is black. I'm not sure why you feel that way. <laughs> like, Ursula's well, because... an octopus lady. Her skin is purple. 
<laughs> she was in, like, I think that her design and a lot of her mannerisms was based on a white drag queen named Divine. Right. She was voiced by Pat Carroll, I believe was her name, a white mm-hmm. woman. So I don't know why people think that Ursula well, was black or should have been black. Well, probably because white drag queens got so much of their stuff from black drag queens and the black queer community. That's probably where that's coming from. But Ursula is not Fine. black or white or any other race, just like Ariel or any of the rest of them, because it is a fictional tale that most based of us on learned on a fucking Disney movie. So, so <laughs> literally none of them are actual people. I will go, and I'm sure Melissa McCarthy will make it fun, but I wanted it to be either a Titus. I would have lived for Titus. Uh, or Ginger Minj, because Ginger I almost Minj called him looks... Titus Andromeda. <laughs> Titus. <laughs> it took me maybe like to the middle of season two of Kimmy Schmidt to be like, no, that man's name Burgess is not. In yes, Dramadon is the fake one. I would have loved Titus. And I think real Titus's real name has two S's on it. It does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought the Titus would slay and obviously would sing down. I don't believe. Well, I don't know if Ginger Minj can sing, but Ginger Minj just looks like the perfect Ursula to me. me get- Drag race. Get into it. Google Ginger Minj and tell me that bitch don't look well, like. How you spell Minj? M I N J. Oh no wonder. <laughs> Oh, yes, bitch. That's Ursula. Oh, damn. A lot of Especially in this picture with Madison. the thin eyebrows and everything. She looks... Oh, oh, God, yes. I'm just like... That would have been... Oh, man. That would have been a huge look for T.S. Madison. I oh, would have loved seeing this cartoon character that was based on a queer character mm-hmm. played by a queer person. But Disney, you know, I fine. They would... Because you know what? You know. Behind the scenes, what they were really saying is, we already got Afro-American <laughs> Ariel, bitch. <laughs> like, there's so only so many down. petitions that we're going to deal with from the right wing. Like, we don't. Right. I'm not even going to deal with oh, it. Oh, and it's already started. You know, the white people are furious. That there's, like, a black um, yeah. mermaid in the Caribbean scene. <laughs> The white girls are all crying because, oh my God. And I never expected them to cast a white, I mean, a black actress because I believe originally it was Chloe Moretz that was going to, that was signed on to do that. Okay. Okay. Huh. Well, (laughs) yes, the white girls are really pissed because they got their hashtag redhead representation from the animated Ariel. And so, you know, this is just very important for white girls with red hair everywhere. Nobody has hair that red. Nobody has hair that red. I mean, Ariel was not a ginger because once again, she was a mythical creature that doesn't exist. Yes. Like very much the same way octuses aren't half, you know, human-esque. Right. And the way that, you know, eels don't talk. The sea king is not real. I wonder who's going to voice Flotsam Sebastian's and not real. Ooh, I don't even know. The eels. Oh, okay. So it's been a very long time since I've seen I've, Of course. And a lot of this is a little fuzzy to me. I've been but... a queen my whole life. I've seen Moon Woman Mermaid so many times. So many times. Amen. Yeah. Um, Aquafina is apparently playing Scuttle. Okay. Uh, Jacob Tremble, the the seagull, for those of you who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That makes sense. Because the last time you saw Little Mermaid was when you were two. <laughs> or where your baby watched it. Right. Um, Jacob Tremblay, who I believe is a little white boy from Room, is playing Flounder. No word yet on Sebastian. Please. Please. He doesn't even need to be Jamaican. Pick an island. I don't give a fuck if that nigga is Trini, <laughs> Bahamian. I don't care if he's from Grenada, the Virgin Islands. Nigga, mm-hmm. I, pick one. Nope, Just pick one. Pick nope. one. They're not going to do if it. If you niggas. <laughs> nope. If you 
niggas. Nope, they're not Have gonna. somebody come up on here. <laughs> I would rather Sebastian just doesn't have any kind of uh, an island accent at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know I think that's the case. Hire DC Young Fly or whatever the fuck it is, like one of these <laughs> other niggas from Atlanta or someplace to do it. I'd rather that than somebody play pretend with a Caribbean voice because I'm so fucking yes. tired of it. There's a plenty of, you know, voice acting talent mm-hmm. in the Caribbean or people who are directly from there. Right. Please. I don't think so. Please. No, they're probably going to get Pierce Morgan or Please. something just to piss us off. They're like, look, we already gave you a black Ariel, so shut the fuck up and don't ask for shit else. That, but look, I don't give a fuck if it's motherfucking Jennifer Tilly doing the goddamn voice. <gasps> now that would be so bad. I would actually love I would actually love that. But as long as it is not, not someone saying not me doing <laughs> So not me doing Down my, in the sea where <laughs> it's wetter. I'm going to like I will get up and walk out. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyways, congratulations, Hadley sis. I just can't admit like honestly This is so great. A lot of the girls are joking that Beyonce was like, Okay, so we're uh, you know, this is cute, super excited to be here. Blue, Sir Rumi, the girls, they're all really hype about this Lion King <laughs> thing. So about that uh, little mermaid shit though. Yeah. So I'm only doing here. Lion King. And right? you're welcome. Like, and there's no discussion. I don't really want to hear a rebuttal. I mean, maybe, maybe not. But the point remains that Hallie is like perfect casting for this. No, that's obviously just a you know a fun joke. I to mean, me, it might be. They could have had like, I mean, <laughs> they may have had, like, they may have had like eight girls mm. on the line. I honestly could see. Hallie opening her mouth and then being like, oh, there it is. (laughs) Everybody go home. Because not only does she have a beautiful voice, like her, they just have that whole golden silver age Disney renaissance voice down. Like she sounds like a literal Disney princess. She actually does. That's why as soon as I heard the news, I was like, there's never heard a more perfect thing. It's fucking perfect. I just hope that they let her keep the dreads because I really want to see those dreads whipping around in the ocean. Now, look, if Ariel has dreads, I just don't even... Well, the picture Hallie posted, Ariel had straight black hair. I feel like that was like fan art that somebody it made probably real was, quick and she but just posted still. it because it's cute. You know what I mean? I don't feel like that's concept art. I don't art. think they're going to let us have dreads in addition to it. Fine! <laughs> but I hope. I, I hope. hope. I truly yes. hope. And I feel feel like a lot of companies now are just looking towards us and being like, just here. <laughs> right. Like, do what is the right way to do this. Right. I don't want to, we don't have any ideas. <laughs> so I'm hoping that somebody in costume or hair design, whatever, is like, let's keep them, them dra- ooh, put some like seashells in them. Oh, and like shit. Little gold trinkets. And can you imagine her trying to like use a comb? Do this mean the, does <laughs> I mean this a mean fork the, um, to, Yeah, to comb her hair. But does this mean the rest of the family will be black too? Like her sisters and her daddy? I mean, someone was like, oh, so what time is Winston Duke showing up for, oh for Triton? God. And I was like, oh. I need to see that. Yum. Yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> yes, he has the body for that. <laughs> but I could also see them doing that Brandy Cinderella yeah. shit where her daddy is Asian yeah, and it's just, her yeah. mama is, love you know, is love say, you guys. Latina. <laughs> And it's like, it whatever. It don't even matter, You know, um, whatever. Probably so, but that's fine. I just Lit- want, yeah, all the white girls on the internet to know that, like, you have every other Disney princess except, like, three hoes. So please relax. <laughs> you have every other fucking Disney princess. Like, I mean, Anika Noni Rose was down. a frog for about an hour Most and a half. of the movies. So. Right. So, and you know they have been like, well, they have Tiana. Like, okay, girl. Do we? And y'all have everybody except, like, who? Esmeralda, Mulan. 
Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Which don't even count. I mean, sure. I mean, no, because Pocahontas was no. a real person and y'all fucked up her real story. I mean. So, no, Pocahontas do not count. You right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Ariel being a redheaded white girl is not at all a plot point. It has nothing the fuck to do with the story. Yes, absolutely. So, yes, Ariel can be anybody because she is animated. I just need y'all to know that. And it's so funny because they always try to be like, well, what if we turned this black character into someone white? And it's almost always a character where their race isn't like, like, like an integral right. part of their story yes. and who they are. Right. So many of those characters couldn't possibly be white because it wouldn't make any fucking exactly. sense anymore. Exactly. Because it's like, oh, this is a story about racism. So why would it be a white girl? <laughs> why would that <laughs> I just need y'all to think rationally about this and uh, make sure you don't hate on young Halle Bailey because she deserves it's perfect casting and I know she's gonna kill it. But the soundtrack alone, still, I just oh my god, cannot, when this child sings, it's so beautiful. Part of your world. Woo! Ah! I'm already picturing that. Chile. You remember? You don't remember them. There, that there's that shot where she's seeing that in the little grotto or whatever, and she's like swimming upwards. The camera's right above her in this like hole. I do remember in the sunlight. And it's like is a close in. up of her hair is like swirling around yes, her. I do remember that. Those dreads. <laughs> I need the dreads. I need to see those dreads whip oh, around. Oh well, you know maybe Disney might not give you that all that Negro, but you know this. I'm just so happy for Hallie, and I cannot wait even though i'm really i feel like i'm not gonna be a big fan of the live action movies altogether. it's like i'm excited to see beyonce i'm excited to see you know it's all all absolutely you know them selling nostalgia and you know and making classics millions it's like it's uh, even if you're not like super excited a lot of us are just like let me go see what this looks like because i am a fan of the original you almost feel like you owe it to your fandom (laughs) to go and look at it uh, sometimes because I didn't get up for Dumbo and a couple of the other girls. Oh yeah. Um, but you know I've got plenty of Lion King tickets. Well, I mean, and... right? It's Beyonce, so I'm fucking going. <laughs> and honestly, the Lion King film looks good to me. Like I don't. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But I don't doubt. I'm not going to go and watch this movie and be like, oh my god, so much better when, than when Jason Weaver was in. <laughs> like I'm sure that I'm always going to love the classic way right, more. Of course. But this will be. Yeah. I know I'm going to be in there crying. I'm absolutely going to be like probably Thursday, like the day it comes out, probably just like, hello girls, here I am ready. Have my tickets to see Beyonce. Thank you so much. to the person also. Let me find their name on here because they're worth it. Who pointed out like someone said something like, oh, now I see why they casted a white woman as Ursula. White woman literally hating Mm. on a black girl. And stealing her actual voice, <laughs> Sir Sire Leo, Leo Lamar, nigga, that shit was funny. You know oh who my you God. are. <laughs> I, and keep, I was like, mm, you're on to something. I keep getting the Disney version mixed up with the real version, which is a lot creepier and like more depressing. Oh, you mean the one written by Hans Christian Anderson? Yeah, yeah, that one is a lot darker. It is. <laughs> and so I keep up. forgetting that like Ursula was jealous of the Little Mermaid in the original story that is not the case. Yeah. So you're right. It's just like a white woman to be like, oh, so you fell in love with a man, huh? Well, bitch, <laughs> I want that gorgeous ass voice you have and then you can go up there and try to be in love with him. Like I could, I could see that happening. Because Disney's Ariel got her a white dress and a yacht ride. <laughs> like they had like a literal cruise mm-hmm, no. um <laughs> that is not what happened honeymoon in the original story girl. In the Disney one, <laughs> her hair was done. 
The fish got her, you know, some sparkles on her dress and things like that. Mm -mm. Mm. No, it's none of that, girl. Flounder was the maid of honor and everything was lit. No, that's not how it goes. Original (laughs) Ariel. Original Ariel, first of all, traded her voice for legs, but... The deal was that, like, it would constantly feel like she was being stabbed and her Because she didn't know how to walk on him. Right. And that if he married somebody else, she would turn into a seafoam. Yep. (laughs) And And he he did. (laughs) Disney really cleaned that shit up for y'all. This is really cute. (laughs) Couple of things we want to go over. And I just want to say, in them oldest illustrations... Ariel has brown hair. Her name is not even Ariel. Her name is the Little Mermaid. And right. she has brown hair. So the, I just I mean, want all the, like most, the redhead white girls to shut up about this. That's a lot of Disney movies and other animated movies and stuff that were targeted to kids and based on like old fairy tales. You can say that about so many. You can say that shit about like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty for yep. sure. All that shit. Um, Pocahontas is real, actual ass life. Hercules. And she like, looked nothing like that cartoon girl. <laughs> or Vanessa really like Williams. damn near all. <laughs> right? I mean, so there. <laughs> you know, but. Um, this is great for Hallie. Yes, I'm excited. So yes, I can't wait to see Go this black girl. Little Mermaid and um, <laughs> Mulan is probably going to be lit too. Oh, it probably. Will. I hope they get Eddie Murphy to do Mushu again the way they got. Um, wow, the James way they Earl got Jones. James Earl Jones. <laughs> I knew who you was thinking of. Yeah, Ooh, I'm real. Happy. Huh, yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so this week in our pop culture segment, which is titled "Hot Tops Amid Bottom Night's Cream." <laughs> cream though <laughs> gross lots to unpack oh, okay God. everybody is just acting up man it's the summertime fuck nobody has any chill not to discuss that's fine though we have two shows this week yeah um, you know you can narrow it down for sure i mean i'm saying so uh first and foremost Lil nas x uh i love that his tweet here says some of y'all already know some of y'all don't care some of y'all not gonna fuck with me no more but before this month ends that was pride month right which thank god <laughs> had enough y'all to listen no more rainbows closely to closure one of the songs in his uh ep7 that was out recently, which is apparently all about him coming out and living in his sexual identity, which I don't think that he says is gay explicitly. So mm-hmm. I'm not uh, going to assume anything, okay. but he's uh, in the community. He also <laughs> yes. pointed out that he thought that he made it obvious by this uh, rainbow of lights in the city landscape that is on the cover of his um his EP, hmm. which nigga, wasn't nobody looking at that. I mean, no, I wasn't. That so, wasn't like, you made it obvious by being a barb. I mean, that was really. That was the. I, I just knew right then. So when he said this, I was like, wait, who actually did not know? I don't. I, I, I honestly thought that he was like openly out, I guess. Like, I just. It literally never occurred to me that he was anything other than gay or bi or queer or whatever. Even if he was. I would I would venture to say that a probably the majority of his current following was not aware of that. That blows my mind. <laughs> it really does. Uh, I mean, but at the same time, like straight people on Instagram have been reacting ever since, and they have been in their feelings you know about who hasn't? this. The gays. 
<laughs> oh, well, that's not really true. But the gays have been less surprised and moved of by course. the Of course. I mean, who, because... right. But all right. I mean, I guess some of y'all were shocked. I certainly was not. It's funny to me because this is like the one song on that EP I don't like. So that's probably why I didn't catch it oh, when okay. I first listened to it because I don't think I listened to much of it. I haven't even listened to I didn't know he had an EP out on B-Real with you. <laughs> really? I'm just streaming Old Town Road because the white gays are pissed. The the Swifties, they are so mad because oh, he has blocked he keeps her from getting her. number one twice now. She's having a rough week. She, <laughs> she's having a rough era because Old oh. Town Road keeps blocking her shit. Um... Oh wow! Let me go home and stream that again. Yeah, I think and that that's I, on repeat right now. I mean, it's just on silent yeah. on my fucking computer right now. Um, yeah, no, his EP is out. It's uh, it's it sounds like music a young nigga would be making. Okay, Cardi B is on there somewhere. All and right, only one of the songs has an explicit icon next to it on Apple. So. I bet <laughs> because he knows who's listening to that shit, and it's the children. It is just like I'm sure Kids Bop has already sent the paperwork. Had to. Like, <laughs> Just sign here on the dotted. I don't know. I don't know if anything will hit these kids like Old Town Road um, has, though. Like, it's literally are, they're back. That they're obsessed. Like, yes, it is. They cannot get enough of that. Old shit. Town Road is baby nuck if you but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like as like, soon as that beat drops, <gasps> like, like, <laughs> they're going ape shit. As soon as they move, bitch. They are losing it mm-hmm. as soon as that shit starts. Well, God bless all of the homophobic uh, family yeah. members. Or I should say the homophobic parents who don't believe that they're homophobic but have a problem with their kids liking that song now. Because I know you got there somewhere. Don't yeah. be ashamed of yourself. Just uh, get yeah. some counseling. Uh, I just really, again, if you knew he was a barb, I don't know how you didn't know he was gay, but I mean, like, this I, is just so fucking foolish. Like, what you gonna do? Boycott this song because the boy is gay? You have to boycott all of music. I mean, I don't think there's no I, music you can listen to because I, queers are involved in all of it. I haven't really seen much like ire. I haven't. Good. I've seen a couple of ignorant comments, but yes. I was just shocked that so many people did not already know. He also has a very great sense of humor, so it doesn't really seem to be... Mm-hmm. Um, he's really good at the internet. Yes. Because he's a barb, and so he has been trolling people all his life. So you can't troll him. <laughs> he takes the jokes and he runs with wrong. it. <laughs> no, he's great. Like, I truly admire the way that he has adjusted to his fame and the way he handles his internet presence and all that. It's great. It's much healthier than the I way love, a lot of these grown people do. I love when he said something like, um, next nigga say something disrespectful is getting kissed. Yeah. I was like, this is, I like him. <laughs> I like him. I saw a tweet that said, just because I'm gay don't mean I'm not straight. What? I also saw him say just because I'm gay don't mean I'm gay or something like that. He's literally having he's just really good at the internet. The time of he his is, life. and he should be good for him. Absolutely, live it up. Um. Oh God, what else is on here? It's a lot. Of, ooh, this is got dark. Let me see if I can. Oh no. Jump. Oh, this is all awful. Dark like Kim Kardashian <laughs> putting that shit on her legs. Dark or. What are you talking? Okay, about? I'm glad you didn't see it. <laughs> that bitch came out with some new body makeup and she was showing it on Instagram she was like showing her legs as she was walking and she fully looked like darker than Beyonce you're a liar I'm not lying I am not lying to you I'm like bitch this is blackface actually no you're lying no I'm absolutely not no don't do that you don't want to see it no I do she's just walking it's just her legs like you don't see her face or I didn't see her face girl get (laughs) the fuck out of here 
I told you them legs are damn near my color. A mess. <laughs> Bitch, please. Who the fuck? <laughs> it's just... it. I... <laughs> I, she, she does it on purpose my mind can't get any further blown by how blatant it is yeah anyway that whole family um so Monice was on the internet talking about uh congratulations to april jones on marion's baby mama and ex um and her baby father little fizz who was the light-skinned nigga for you the yes. chico debarge-esque nigga from b2k right and um Congratulating them for apparently being a couple and talking about it was just a very passive aggressive. Oh Lord! Um, you know, shout out to you niggas for you know fucking and I'm not upset about it, but watch your motherfucking mouth, bitch. Like it was along those lines. Oh girl, she did at one point literally say, "Watch your motherfucking." Of course, mouth. I'm sure she did. Um, but like girl, you're the one talking. Apparently, there was like a photo of them that came out together where they were in the bed, and you know there were like some rumors. I think before the the Millennium tour. <laughs> God bless that. I <laughs> what? There were rumors that they were like messing around with each other because the kids spent the holiday together, like. He went to wherever she lived and they stayed together okay. for Christmas. And I just remember this being like a rumor around the end of last year. Okay. I never heard this one. So April was on Instagram live where everything goes to die. And <laughs> she, <laughs> at one point she's like, come on, you want to come on camera? Come on. And I thought she was talking to a puppy. I really did. <laughs> Or a baby. <laughs> or a child. Yeah, one right. of the kids. And onto the, the camera uh, comes Fizz, looking all but comfortable. Oh, and wow. <laughs> this is my favorite part. April says twice. Okay. Life is to be lived, people. <laughs> I was like, what? What does that, what does that have to do with you fucking your baby daddy's best friend? Slash... Not, you know, not best friend, but like bandmate and all like this is is this real or is this an elaborate Mona Scott storyline set up it could be you know because let me tell you something Omarion checked in while all of this was going on the doll is in Jamaica popping and locking in the streets somewhere I don't know if the nigga was in Montego Bay I don't know where he was at dancing for Little Saint I just can't imagine I can't imagine that they um I can't imagine that they toured together knowing that like Omarion's baby mama was sleeping with his. Like it just don't I that don't make sense. I honestly feel like them niggas didn't see each other up until it was time to start the show. Wow. Every like I don't like Yeah. I, it, damn, because maybe. it just seems like they kind of just hated each other the whole time. But money. You know? Well this just seems if this is real, then it just seems extra trifling. Like of all the dicks in the world, of all the jazz in the whole world. There are a lot. You had to go with Omarion's baby mama. Like you had to pick fizz of all niggas i feel like hollywood's the next one in the rotation though right for love and hip-hop oh hell i don't know i don't know where they're at right now Me i think they're in atlanta i haven't watched love and hip-hop in a month of sundays Mm-mm. no sir so you know who knows because i know that there was a storyline with little fizz where he was fucking a girl from um <sighs> so you know <laughs> oh wait i got on, tired when monice on... was dating that white lesbian and then oh, her the God. white lesbian had the the stripper the best friend. friend yes he was dating her and then he started fucking with that girl after monice and the girl had beef yes. or whatever and so monice was like so if 
all of the bitches you could have guessed. <laughs> I'm mad. I do remember this. You had to pick <laughs> the bitch I hate. My girlfriend's <laughs> best friend that I hate. Yeah, and the fe- feelings mutual. Mm-hmm. So. But I mean, I also didn't ever really think that was real. I didn't really think Monice and that girl were in a relationship. They went on another show together. See, and that's why I don't be thinking the shit is real. They went on a marriage boot camp reality oh, stars. Oh, wait, I did see. You mean Fizz and that girl? Yeah, I did see them on marriage boot camp, and I was like, "What the why? fuck is this? Why? Right, y'all not married? Y'all not even together? You've been together for all of like ten months. <laughs> they maybe. just wanted anybody who would agree to go on that show because it was the cast itself was it was dismal overall, but that show had some fantastic moments. Oh, it did. <laughs> I will never forget Soldier Boy almost getting his when ass. When Soldier Boy almost got Jessica, Jessica Dime, Dime almost waxed that little nigga. <laughs> wow, what an icon! Woo, man, so good. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know or really care. You know what I'm saying? Do what it is that you, you guys need to do. My only thing is, I'm gonna be extra tired if I have to hear about some storyline. Where they start arguing about who he's fucking, and he's saying why you can't mind your business, and et cetera, et cetera, and oh, but the kids, and blah, blah, blah. Because you've already done that, like, three, four times already. And at this point, my God, do you go out? Do you have, like, (laughs) do you know anybody? I just, you can absolutely keep that drama to yourself, and, you know, maybe Unsung will be out. You know, no. still in the leather ten, another fifteen, and you can discuss it then, very documentary style. No damn unsung. But I don't. No, this is y'all's unsung, and that's why I just don't. I don't really. That's why I don't believe it's real. Because why wouldn't you find somebody outside of the Mona Scott world to be with? You know, it just don't make sense. I wouldn't even really want to. If I was on Love and Hip Hop or any of the other ones, I wouldn't even want to shake hands with you outside of work if you have them on a check. Like, I wouldn't even, and that's no shade. Like, no, I would just want to be like, I don't know what you how right. look. I don't like, know how you're going to play this. I just want to meet some real <laughs> people, people <laughs> yes. that don't want to be on TV yes. and are so okay with, mm-hmm. you know, that might their be job. hard in LA, period. <laughs> you got the points tonight. <laughs> You do have the points. Oh man! Um, speaking of these reality shows, Bow Wow is currently on. Uh, growing, I was about to say a battle all stars. I don't know why I was going to say that. I don't know what that means. Even what? Oh, that was that Bad Girls Club show. They is it called a Battle All Stars? Battle? Oh my god! Oh, whatever. They had like a real they world, world rules challenge for, for the Bad Girls Club, <laughs> yes. something like that. I didn't even really watch that. I don't know. Anyways, he's on um, Growing Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta. And right now they're currently going over um, the domestic dispute between oh, him. Remember when he yeah, was yeah, yeah. up on there looking like Child's Play 3? I do. Because oh. he got into it with his, his now ex-girlfriend. He did. He did. Okay. He looked like Charles Lee Ray. Oh, all right. Yes, we So, did. okay. So, he's on there now, continuing um, the story that his ex, Kiyomi, was incredibly drunk and accusing him of things and being violent. And it's all her fault, even though there was footage that came out of them arguing on an elevator. Oh, right. And that girl was simply standing in mind of her fucking business. He's literally yelling in her face, snatching things out of her I hand. I forgot about that. All of the above. So, Kiyomi, I guess, has been up to date on the show. 
Of course. She took to uh, Twitter to air some grievances um, for Bow Wow and his mama. So, because oh she was on there and I watched it too. She was like, um, she wasn't really like bl- blame. Maybe she was blaming the girl. She, yeah, she absolutely was like blaming the girl because she was essentially saying like, you, you like we told you to stay away from her and you could have just like uh, drove away. Da, 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 da. Like essentially like running with the idea that she was the aggressor okay. and all he needed to do was stay away from her like everybody told him to, which... I mean, they did tell him to leave this girl alone like <laughs> well, ages and ages and ages ago before the actual, you know, dispute between the two of them. But that doesn't mean anything. Right. It doesn't mean that she pocket. like beat his ass. Just because his face was scratched up and he has a bite on his side. In fact, having a bite on your side to me implies like. I, anyway, oh, like on the I'm side of gonna, your body? Yes. Like he lifted up his shirt and he had like a huge bite mark and bruise on oh his side. Oh my God. Yikes. So this is one of those things where it's just like, there's this side, there's this side, there's facts. And okay, right. nobody was facts? really there. <laughs> okay. But Kiyomi says that um, the reason he was even arrested too was because she also had bruises and scratches on her. She says that that was not the only time that he had put hands on her. She also accused him of... Um, uh, hitting her while she was pregnant, which caused her to lose a baby. No, she says that he and his mother know knew that he was beating on her numerous times, and wow. she covered for him the whole entire time. So she's you know standing up for herself and saying, "If you niggas," she literally said, "If you niggas believe that that lame ass niggas did nothing, you need to be in a mental home with him and his mama." So. Well, girl, I, mean, I don't know what to believe, but I, if both of y'all got arrested, then it does sound like both of y'all were bruised and, you know, battered or beat up or what the hell ever happened. But uh, that whole beating a baby and, and, you know, or beating her while she's pregnant and causing a miscarriage, that is, like, way more serious. And, woo, um, I guess just super disturbing, like... Erica Mena chimed in and said, trust, why? believe her. <laughs> Erica Mena once dated Bow Wow. I think they dated for like a little while too. Right. Weren't they engaged? I think so. And she, he broke it off because she, I don't remember the details. Right. I can't uh, get that deep into yeah, Bow Wow lore. No, me. I don't know. <laughs> Not lore. <laughs> I really don't. Well, But yes. she said uh, on Damn. the shade room, trust, believe her. Um, she said, I'm the tough girl, so my story was never the truth, but y'all see how round four played out. I don't... Um, then she says, which I, I didn't like this, but she said he broke Sierra's finger years ago, so this has been ongoing. What? I just feel like that's Sierra's business to tell. Yeah, is that my, do is that. that. Am no, I no, wrong no, that? you're not wrong. Like, that's absolutely Sierra's business. I bet Sierra's... That's like, so many exes ago. She's happy. Right, right, like... That lady married with two kids now, living in Seattle, and enjoying her best life. Like, girl, talk about what happened to you. Yeah, talk about what happened to you don't talk about what happened to me like that is not 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 for the fucking world to know so that is tacky but yikes man it's one thing when one person says it it's another one to say it and don't let three or more chime in but i don't know i hate these i hate domestic violence stories because it's like what can you even say other than everybody needs to keep their fucking hands to themselves and not like it just should not be this hard to not hit or punch or slap when Your I was partner. watching the show too, a lot of what he was saying, I felt like it kind of omit things that could easily that either of them could have done to easily 
spark a physical altercation. And that's why when I get into like a heated thing with anybody, mm. I like to just leave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't, like, I just like to get away from the situation because it's so easy for somebody to say something or for any kind of body language to be in yeah. close enough proximity to where now my natural reaction is to feel like <laughs> okay. I got to like no, defend Lord. myself. Yeah. See, and like you look at the very like the the footage of them on the elevator mm-hmm. with her like him all in her face yeah. and grabbing keys. Not to say that, you know, I'm not placing blame because, again, I have no idea what happened in this situation. Right. But it's you could have your finger in somebody's face and the next thing I know, I swat it out and yeah. there we, now we fight. Well, yeah, because if you put your finger in my face, you telling me you want to fight. I mean, so... That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. I'm just like... If you don't know how to argue with your partner in a way that is not demeaning to them as a human being, then you need to get some fucking help. I feel like you should be able to handle disagreements like grownups. Grow the fuck up. Get some fucking help. Speaking of which, um, let's talk about Chris Brown. Oh, my God. Well, the men I just did any men do anything good. this week? Is there a single man? Steve Harvey's paying for eight students tuition or something like that. Oh, that's good. Okay. That is very nice. All right. Thank you for that. <laughs> Chris Brown <laughs> has a new Bible length album that is anything but biblical. Um, I don't know who. Like, I'm not listening. Nigga. I'm not like, looking that up. 500 goddamn picks a couple. No, you got me fucked up. Whatever happened to a deluxe edition? I haven't even listened to a Chris Brown album since royalty. Because he put all them sex songs on an album named after his daughter. I didn't even listen to royalty. I listened through it like once and I was just like, I definitely thought there would be more like, you know, dedication to your daughter and all the ways that you feel like you've grown as a man since you've become a father. And that is not what that album is. I feel like maybe the last Chris Brown I, Chris, Chris, okay, Chris Brown (laughs) album I listened to in full was fame? I got, I mean, all right. (laughs) I'm not like, I'm actually interested in it. I didn't even know he had a new album out. Oh yeah, he's been Where all over I the place be? trying to pr- to promote it. 2011, yeah, I definitely know. Chris yes, album. I listened to this whole thing. That was the last album that I listened to in full. Was Fame, um, Heartbreak on a Full Moon. I looked at all seven thousand of these goddamn songs and I was like, "If it's for you, cool." Never even heard of that or um, X. <laughs> and um, oh, did I listen to X? Wait. Which one so came? what's this, this new one called? Indigo? Indigo. Yeah, no, I didn't listen to this whole thing. <laughs> Are you cover laughing at the cover? I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were laughing what at the cover. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's very Chris Brown. What the fuck is that? Um, are those are those monsters in in like outer space? Is it like an outer space junkyard? I feel like he, you know, he's very anime esque and he uh, likes to give <laughs> I don't know, nigga fan, nigga fairy tale, fantasy, sci fi, wow. sci fi. I don't know, whatever. I really hate it. Wow. Um, he has a song on here called "Need a Stack." One of the lines on the song has been drawing a whole lot of attention. <clears throat> Because he says something uh, uh, to the effect of, I only want to fuck the black bitches with the nice hair. Mm. So, it's got a lot of black women asking, hey, Chris, um, the fuck is your goddamn problem? Hmm, the fuck yeah, are you talking about? That's a real question. <sighs> and 
of course, wouldn't be talking about good old Chris Maurice <laughs> if things didn't get worse. Um, he decided to respond to people by saying, um, y'all tripping, tripping. <laughs> y'all bitches don't want to fuck the nigga with the fucked up teeth, do you? Only bitches upset is the uglies, not the black queens. What? <sighs> There's more weird ass, weird ass <laughs> angry people. Sincerely from the bottom of my balls. Oh, which God. that's funny. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to use that at some point. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about y'all negative booty face ass bitches. Wow. I'm start. I'm start giving away free. <laughs> you know what he meant. It's like no. <laughs> yes, no, no. Sometimes I be reading these and I feel like yeah. No, I get it. I'm glitched. It's me in the inbox every week. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I had a Golden Girls reference there, but I'm going to skip over it. Um, I'm I'm start giving away free lace fronts for all you weird females with the skid row edges and low self-esteem. Aside from that, hop off these nuts. Half y'all look like the Budweiser frogs. So please don't come with the bullshit. I will fire that ass up. And roast the hell out, you overly sensitive duckhead ass weirdos. Much more. That, what, wait. Isn't, that's not the end? No. Oh, my God. Um, Skid Row Edges is funny, though. That's funny. I mean... It ain't right, but it's funny. So, um, Tokyo Vanity, who is another Love hit, love and Hip Hop alum, mm-hmm. as well as a uh, rapper from the Louisiana. Yep. She said uh, that she had witnessed experiences twice where Chris Brown was not allowing dark-skinned women in his sections at the clubs. Mm-hmm. And she is um, not, that's not the first time I've heard that about Chris Brown. Actually, that's not the first time I've heard that about him either. Yeah. But I, I mean, we can sort of just look at Chris Brown's surroundings <laughs> and kind right. of give like, oh, <clears throat> clearly. Um, a Diz the Bam. She. <laughs> it really should be her name. I really want that to just be it. Yeah. Why can't that just be? All she do is like maybe put an E behind. Anyways. I love it. Um, Whatever. Like all of you now, there's this whole back and forth and debate about, you know, Chris Brown disrespecting black women and, you know, black men and their overall disrespect of black women. And then black men are saying, well, oh, but y'all don't have a problem talking about when you don't like this kind of guy and that kind of guy and rage, rage, rage and war of the sexes of and et cetera, et cetera. And I just want some fries. Right. I mean, can I have a, a side of cheese as well? Delicious. Because I'm a little hungry. <laughs> I mean, this is this argument the internet has been engaging in for years. And mm-hmm. the conversation itself has been going on even longer than that. So I really think it's obvious that the deeper issue here is that Chris Brown is colorist, perhaps. Or it seems pretty certain that that is the case. But it's just like... <sighs> I wouldn't have... I, now, I would not have thought nice hair meant good hair unless he said I only fuck the black bitches with the nice hair. If he had said I only fuck bitches with nice hair, then I would have assumed he meant I only fuck bitches who have like expensive wigs, weaves, or they take good care of their hair. Like, I wouldn't have thought he meant like good hair by it unless he specified black girls. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have never thought that. So... 
He, this is a situation where Chris Brown could have just not and I, would have avoided all this. My nigga. <laughs> my nigga. He could have just the, not. I'm just like, you could have even... This is why I feel like this nigga, and I know we've said this a million times, does not have people in his corner that are like, here. Yeah. This is the way to go. Like, no, no, no. There are no, no black women here. reviewing your music <laughs> before you put it out. Grabbing them by the shoulders. No, turn, 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 turn. <laughs> this way, this way. There you go, there you go. Let me just help you a little bit. You could have lied. Yes. You could have came out and lied to avoid unnecessary bullshit and just yeah. been like, well, but you this could have that line could have easily easily been flipped. Because for whatever reason, there seems to be more uh people seem to be more upset about him talking about black women's hair than him saying black bitches. So, I mean, either way, you know, he probably could have still flipped <laughs> this and been like, I meant this and taken it into that direction <laughs> to come back and be like, only bitches mad about this is yeah. you ugly ass bitches yeah. with that look like the frog. And gremlin right. and all this other And the shit. reaction lets me know that they were right. You meant black girls with quote unquote good hair. I know that now because you sat there and attacked them on and on for their looks. Like that has anything to do with the fucking argument. Oh, Christopher, why? It could have easily been I only fuck fine bitches with nice hair. And that could, like, I really think anybody or would have blinked twice. you could have said nothing. But I feel like, for me... <laughs> or you could have just let people be mad and not done all this on Instagram. Because it's just not... What's the fucking point? Like, you made it way worse! The, uh, I feel like, for me, this is where cynicism kicks in. Because I feel like, yes, on one hand, someone w- who still has such a large platform, like Chris Brown, you know, it is important for him to understand colorism his own and Mm -hmm. colorism in general and to express things in a way that are healthy because he does i mean i would say most of the people that's still funding his shit or spending money on his shit are young black girls absolutely regardless of hair of any kind shade of any kind and stuff like that so it just you know Mm -hmm. on one end i totally understand wanting for chris brown to be responsible with that type of discussion on the other hand i feel like you know if i were a chris brown fan a black girl with whatever kind of hair. I just couldn't picture me trying to convince Chris Brown to be interested in me or right. anybody that looks like me. Right. It is very obvious, as we discussed, I feel like last week, that you like, you know, Blasian girls, yep. you mm-hmm. know, girls you that... Like that- hashtag ambiguous shit right girls that get their jewelry at the fucking uh, swap meet (laughs) but they look like they're from somewhere right you know like oh she exotic right oh I hate that term so so ugly but uh, picture you're not talking about Barack Obama like I don't (laughs) I mean honestly I saw that Twitter thread where the girl called him out and a lot of people were like Sis, this man is a known domestic abuser. He has cut the fuck up nonstop for literal years. And this line is where you decided to like protest and be like, hey, Chris Brown, I have a problem. Like I had a problem with Chris Brown way long the fuck time ago. So when I heard about this, I was just like, of course, Chris Brown is still up to his dumbass nigga shit. And I moved right on with my day. You should have known this about Chris Brown by now, girl. I can barely listen to a lot of the songs that Chris Brown puts out that aren't like I literally don't listen to some R and B eight because he always does this like I'm gonna get the aunties with this one. Like he always does one of those <laughs> out of seventy songs on his albums that all sound like whatever rap shit and you know mm-hmm. I'm I'm putting my dick in your eye socket and whatever the fuck <laughs> else. And you know, so hearing this line, it was just like, oh yeah, that sounds very much like something Chris Brown yeah, would say. It does. I don't picture. I just don't see me trying to convince this nigga to think otherwise. You just, if you were spending money there, 
Yeah. No, not to. Because right. the funny thing to me is that Chris Brown has also like full on snapped on fans before when his albums don't sell the way yeah. that he wants them to or his tourists don't sell the way that he wants them to. But then he's now he's literally calling his, his fans ugly because they're mad. Well, I just saw on Google that he's projected to be number one. So I guess it's not album sales that makes him mad this time. It's just the fact that you dark skinned girls had the nerve to like point this out. I just. Man, I have not heard a Chris Brown song since these hoes ain't loyal. I really have not. And it's been even longer than that since I gave a fuck about anything he did. Y'all should have known that this nigga was a scumbag by now. But now that you know, I hope you adjust your spending habits accordingly. When this nigga announced his ticket sales and all of a sudden 70% of the audience ain't there because he done, you know, fucking offended them on Instagram, then I think he will know. Y'all either gonna buy his shit, stream his shit, or you not. What you not gonna do? It's getting me genuinely feel no differently. Right. Especially because right he cusses y'all out every time he's presented with a valid <laughs> critique. He goes in on y'all like he went in on these girls in, I guess, multiple posts or multiple paragraphs. That is so fucked up for just saying, hey, Chris, this hurts my feelings. Like, what do you mean by nice hair? What is not nice hair? Especially because niggas love to point out what they want in women when they do not have that exact same damn thing. And I don't know what Chris Brown's hair texture is like, but it just, I feel like that is a very, like, fair question to ask of him. And the fact that he reacts like that lets me know he has done zero growth and y'all need to decide how you're going to support or not from this point on. I mean, his literal mama was like, why are y'all so goddamn that? I, mean, like, I knew she was trash when mama. she was parading him around on Larry King and all that shit on his apology tour. I his knew his mama was garbage then. literal mama is Woo! like, y'all are the problem. So Both who the fuck therapy. is going to tell him different? They need therapy real bad. His they mama and it. him real, real bad. They won't get it. Well, and but they really should. Well, y'all got all the money and access in the No, not. I want them to go on the Yanla, I'm talking about a licensed I want them to go on the mental health professional, somebody with credentials. I really want them to go on the No, Yanla. preferably a PhD <laughs> or an MD. No. Yanla. Not, <laughs> not somebody who went to a two weekend long retreat. I just feel like you won't, you don't have the vision <laughs> that I have here. You know, I see the vision. Iyanla gonna pull out her bullshit arts and crafts and have these niggas doing dumb What's the ass activities. She gonna make wrong. Chris dress up like Tyrese and Baby Boy, like in the womb. This is and great. they gonna have to reenact their birth scene. Yes. <laughs> What's the problem? I don't... I don't. I absolutely no, need to see a this. real doctor needs to help those people um, very much. Iyanla can get a real doctor on site for this episode. Oh, God. Like someone to reference I'm to mad that it would make incredible television, but they need real therapy. Yeah. <laughs> but it would make, you are right, But I kind of don't care if he gets it. Like, I don't. I mean, I can't, I can't be worried about people that who. I gave Chris Brown a red sand. Right. I mean, there's that. I literally have not even heard any of his music, so. I'm, I'm, I can't I honestly somebody be hearing I don't Chris support. Brown and like sometimes if I forget my headphones and I'm in the lift you know <laughs> yeah. they'd be like oh Negro let me put it on Power 105 oh yeah they do and that. then you know I may have heard off. a Chris Brown song and did not know it was Chris Brown I'm good for that I'm good for not knowing which one of them little kids is singing something but I mm, doubt it I'm at that phase too his voice is kind of <laughs> distinctive so. you know what I thought like yesterday we are now at the age where just songs that I feel like aren't even old. 
mm-hmm. but I guess really came out when I was in high school. Yeah. They're just using those beats. Yep. Not sampling them, just using the beat. Because mm-hmm. I heard that fucking Sweetie song. Which one? Oh, the one, the one with that's the, like um, Petey Pablo's beat. Yeah, or the one with is Petey Pablo. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It is right. I want to say it is. I think I only heard that song once, but it is a Petey Pablo beat, whichever song it is. I hear it all the time, and oh, child, the little <laughs> white girls even love it. So, sweetie, is oh, wow. onto something, I guess. With okay. that, but her other song that was real popular was the one that Takaya's fucking yep. beat. That's right. That fucking what's her name? Um, Kaylani slayed her own. <laughs> Oh, Kaylani did outwrap her on her own. Kaylani came. And, she came to eat. <laughs> she sure did. Um, I was like, she sure this did. This girl just took the Petey Pablo beat and just wrapped over it. And I know the thing that blew my dick about it was I was. <laughs> oh like, my god! I know, I know that there are kids in high school right now that probably thinks this is sweet. Yeah, probably do. The same thing with the other one. Yep. And you know what? If you point it out to them, you're old. And yeah. Shut up, Grandpa. Why are you even on the internet? <laughs> I reject all of that. I reject it. As you should. I feel like they still play frequently sometimes if you're at a good party. I mean, I'm sure they do. But what does that matter to the youth? I won't take this disrespect. <laughs> well, I don't know what choice you have because they don't give a shit about your old ass feelings. <sighs> yep. That's it for the high tops today. Let's take a break and we'll come right back. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct varied and nuanced as the black experience itself you can get things from bobby schmurder to the wire michelle obama to reparations there's no limit to the range of black stories black truths black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of america's story now they are the story here feed of episodes from across npr's podcast that center on black voices turn on npr today and hear a range of voices as varied nuanced and black as the country we reflect stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts 
Okay, we're back. It's time for listener letters. Yes, send your questions to askthereed at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Our first question comes from um, Cartel. I made that up. All right. Cartel's a straight man. All right. He uh, says very nice things in this first paragraph. I'm not going to read those. Then he says, I have a very good friend of 30 years who is a white, out, and proud gay man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's also quite affluent and he operates in a world almost entirely of other rich white gay men. And all of them exclusively date men of color from disadvantaged backgrounds and communities. This friend holds many right leaning opinions from his upbringing because we're both from the deep South. <sighs> and those <laughs> opinions border on being outright classist and racist and also kind of homophobic. He feels embarrassed by louder and more activist parts of the LGBTQ community and often and often says some truly heinous shit about the trans community. Oh my God. I keep trying to explain to him that yes, while he is gay, being a white and rich cisgender man insulates him to many of the hardships that the rest of the LGBTQ world experiences. And also it's more than a little bit questionable that in light of all the things he believes, the men he dates are all poor and black or Latino, mm. but he dismisses me because I'm straight and says, I don't understand understand and asks how can i be racist if i like them i know in my heart that he's not racist but he also has zero understanding of how privileged yes he is and bias work in the world am i missing something or am i fighting a lost cause and trying to get through to him i think there's hope because once upon a time i had a lot of bullshit opinions on the lgbtq community but i got older and smarter and realized i was a fucking idiot and i figured that shit out while not even being a, a member of that community Thanks again. Much success on the upcoming TV show, Cartel. Woo. Yeah, I hate your friends. Friend. With, yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's, honestly, when we complain about rich white gays, it is exactly this man. It is exactly this man. I'm mean, talking about the rich one, the middle class. I don't like, yeah. I, look, um, you should be ashamed to be gay and have a straight friend. Mm-hmm. That yes. is more tolerant. Yes, you really should. That's sad, sir. <laughs> wow. You have a white, straight guy friend that has to school you on being a bigot? No, I think Cartel is black. Oh, is yeah, he? Yeah, Cartel's black. He just has a white friend. Oh, I don't know why I misheard that. No, okay. the, well, the friend is white, but he's black. So I guess because he's a black man, he's probably. Well, that like, definitely puts a lot of things yeah, into perspective. That, right. Like, now but I understand still. how you got it. But the fact that a black straight man has to tell your white gay ass about all the ways that you are, like, actually discriminatory <sighs> against your own community. And then for, ugh, I just hate of... that it's so typical. It's so typical for rich, white, cis, gay men to act like this towards the rest of the community. I've, you know, all it takes is a little bit of money and access mm-hmm. and marginalized people will show you that many of them don't really want equality. They just want white privilege. They just want the same, yeah. you know, access and sort of, I would say rights, but it's more like cheats to <laughs> there you go. the same cheat codes, cheat codes. Yep. that white <laughs> right. straight men have been using all of the time to get ahead and to get away with fuckery. So, I mean, <laughs> yes. this doesn't even almost shock me. Right. Um, I don't really have any advice for um, getting through to him or uh, being his friend anymore because I hate him and I don't <laughs> want you guys to be friends. So, fuck him. This is kind of connected uh, a bit to something that I'm going to read later. Oh, okay. But um, it just doesn't yeah. shock me whatsoever. Neither, All it does sadly. is disgust me. Right. It It is... <sighs> 
I, I hope your read is about what happened to Stonewall. Oh, it is. Okay, great. Um, because disgusting. Can you? No, we're fucking. not. We're not. We're not doing this. We're not doing. Fathom. It can wait. It can wait. <laughs> I think that your friend is missing you because you're straight and says that you don't understand because of that or asks you how he can be racist because he is like sexually attracted to men of color. Like these are all things that are easily refuted if he's willing to listen. It sounds like he's not even willing to listen to this coming from you. And so there's probably nothing you can say to get through to him. So it's really going to be up to you whether you decide that you want to be friends with this homophobic transphobic gay men because he's definitely the type I'm sure he has like a really good job and he probably hates the gays who are out here in booty shorts and you know rainbow tassels on their nipples and it's just like it's you know what this made me think of honestly that man in San Francisco or LA wherever it was who like serves on the city council and two black men two poor black men ended up dead in his house Mm -hmm. it makes me think of that it makes me think of that type of like rich white gay exactly that so I mean I would just and if you were gay he would like say yep the opposite he would dismiss you anyway right because if you're gay and black and you call out a gay uh, like white guys or a gay white person's racism then it becomes I'm not even racist I'm gay like I know what it feels like to do, 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 do. like yeah. they feel like they can't be homophobic because mm-hmm. they gay right. they feel like they can't be racist because right. they're marginalized I know what it's like to be discriminated I, against I, I'm oppressed right okay you can be oppressed and you can also be the oppressor you can be both because <laughs> having like one intersection that is not the default or the majority does not mean that you don't hold privileged position in other ways. Like I am black and a woman and queer, but I am also cisgender and educated and come from an educated family and not broke. Like there are all kinds and able-bodied. Like I have all these privileges as well as like these societal disadvantages. Like it literally can be both. And if he is not willing to hear that, then I just wouldn't be friends with him no more. Um... I know you hate him. You, I do. I don't him. like you know, him. You hate him so much. Um, I just feel like on, on on top of that, it is full time to to cut out this. I'm not racist. I'm not et cetera, because I'm not actively mean to right. these types of people. That doesn't mean if you are perpetuating. Yes, yeah, say racism, it. Say it. Even by like lack of acknowledging it, <laughs> mm-hmm. whether in you or someone close to you or period, you're just as bad. Honey, we can't cross over, right. you know, to freedom ourselves. Right. We've done all that we can. Yes. There have to be more of you mm-hmm. saying to y'all people. Yeah. No. This is wrong. And they don't care. This exists. And they don't give a fuck because it does not affect them. Exactly. I wish I could remember this brother's name on, um. let me see if I can find their pictures. On this new, you know, they're doing the real world on Facebook Watch now. Oh, it's in Atlanta. No. Oh, wait. I heard about this cast. So there's a brother on this cast. Let me see if I can find I said, him. Yeah, I'm not, Justin I'm Blue. I'm listening to this. <laughs> um, I want to say he went to Georgia State. I just saw a clip on one of these uh, reality show Instagrams that I go and check in on every now and then for the good fights. Right, right, right. Um, I saw him on there arguing with these two white uh, cast members of his. One of them looks like this girl Tova. I don't know. how. Here you go. This is her. Blonde. Blue okay. eyes. Okay? Mm-hmm. The tip. <laughs> um, oh, no. And basically, he's just like telling the truth about white privilege, mm-hmm. um, white woman victimhood, like all of these things 
just in their general existence. Right. Mama is getting bent out of shape because, oh my goodness, he's saying white people suck so bad. White guilt, white guilt, white guilt. You know, so she like goes off on it and tries to make him the bad guy. I just have to, I forgot to make him black excellence because I couldn't have survived in that environment I think there was like another girl who I believe is Muslim who's on the show with them too and she was raging like she was uh, like the topic at the (laughs) at the time was specific to race and like blackness whiteness or whatever and she was just she was pissed at this white girl's refusal to acknowledge what this man is saying Mm -hmm. she was me with even more patience like Mm -hmm. I would have had to once again leave the room (laughs) Because it's just like the refusal to acknowledge it mm-hmm. pisses me off to no end. But this brother stayed so calm, never raised yeah. his voice, stood firm into what he believed in. On eventually, one of the white dudes got upset too because of like the same. Oh reason. yeah, they get mad when you won't let it go. And he said, the black guy says at one point something to the effect of, you know, I'm persecuted every day. I've been put in handcuffs. I've been, you know, under arrest because of the color of my skin alone before. And the white dude literally yells back at him, I've never had to go through that a day in my life! It was like, okay, let's pause. Exactly, bitch. Let's listen to... how. Why are you yelling that if, you as if that the isn't point. the point? <laughs> you literally proving the point? And like two seconds later, they're like, look, we just... <laughs> very sensitive <laughs> we just want to be the solution like oh, he oh god they love to cry <laughs> I can't you cannot behave that way yeah no. you cannot take a stance like that or, or rather not take a stance at all mm-hmm. and then say that you're not racist you're right. just as bad yes exactly that so I just want to, want to be up. friends with this guy no more yeah you don't have to wear a white hood and you know burn black people's houses and bomb churches to be racist just because you're not putting babies in fucking concentration yeah. camps in this country right doesn't mean doesn't you're not mean complicit that you're not a- in something else like and that goes for everybody but racism is such an, a hugely ingrained part of this country and it's something that people as long as white people act like it shouldn't be addressed or we don't have to talk about it it will continue to be a problem no you don't have to talk about it <laughs> But no, white people are going to have to start fucking talking about it. What? I mean... Period. What is... There doesn't need to be a pushback. Woo! But they're in denial that they have privileges because they are white. And that's when you just have to remind them of history. I don't and like... the way things actually work. Your friend whatsoever. Your friend needs, <laughs> like, hardcore therapy. Not wax. only is he transphobic, but he seems to have a, a problem with activism in the community and out-proud gays, you know, like the motherfuckers who have worked, who have died, cried, bled, so that you could have any goddamn motherfucking thing. It sounds thing. like femphobia, too. Like, he's... Like it's the yeah the more um, what is the word I'm looking for the more lively members of the community you know not the Pete Buttigieg's Buttigieg Buttigieg I don't know what that I, is. I can't say his name right Mayor Pete from South Bend the gay man running for president oh raised like twenty four million dollars where you think that money came from rich white gays who see themselves in him I'm sure but anyway anyway anyway. Yeah, your friend needs a lot of help, but there's no talking to people who will not listen. So. In the words of um, Jennifer Lopez, I ain't your <laughs> All right. I ain't your mama. Okay. I ain't your mama. Next question. <laughs> it's coming from it's Ger- a great line. Gerard. Gerard says, my boyfriend and I have been together for two years. Everything's been going well. We live together and everything. That was approximately five and a half years. I know, gay time. Yeah. Well, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay. Mm -hmm. Around mid-May, I started noticing a change. 
My boyfriend started to become distant, not responding like he used to, and we stopped going out and doing things. Mm. In early June, I asked him about it and what had been going on. He said that he's not happy, stressed out, and that he has checked out of the relationship. He said his stress was related to work and money, but in my mind, this means he doesn't want to be in the relationship anymore. During that conversation, I asked if he was happy, and he said yes, that he's just not in a good place right now. Whew. Okay. A couple okay. weeks ago, we talked, and he basically said all the things that annoy him and told me all of the things that I'm doing wrong. But it felt like I was being attacked, and he said again that he has checked out of the relationship. Right. Whenever we have a big conversation like that, it takes me a while for it to... It takes a while for me to process. So I didn't think of a rebuttal or anything to say to him until later that night. And it was too late to bring it back up to me. It hasn't been feeling like we're together. It feels like I have a roommate that I don't talk to, but we happen to sleep in the same bed. I try to propose a date and he says no, but he'll go out with his friends. We haven't kissed in over a week. He hasn't initiated a kiss in forever. We haven't had sex or done anything intimate in two months. And he just doesn't communicate the same anymore. We used to have a lot of fun. I don't know what changed. It feels weird. And I want things to go back to how they used to be. Our relationship isn't thriving and progressing. I can understand him being stressed and not happy, but you can't just disengage like that. My question is, do you think he doesn't consider us in a relationship anymore? Should I move on? Oh, my God. I don't want to just give up on the relationship, but something has to give. I picked this because there are no fewer than 20 emails in the inbox. And they come from people of all genders and all sexualities. And all of them are something that is fucking blatant like this. And they just can't see it. Gerard. He told you twice that you're single. has told you that you are single, sis. Like, uh, maybe, I don't know if he's just too scared to say to that he wants to break up. I don't know if y'all are in a lease. And so, you know, y'all can't even really move out at this point. But this you man, don't man, you don't have a man. No. You do not have a man. I know you want things to go back to how they used to be. I know you don't want to give up on the relationship. But the relationship has been given up on. Yeah, it's over. You can't sustain it by yourself. He does not want to be with you for whatever reason mm. i don't know if he's lying to you about his stress perhaps so because it seems like, like it. if he was stressed about work or money that he would come to you about that and be open and honest with you about it it sounds like he just doesn't want to be with you and is too cowardly to say that i mean how stressful is money and stuff are you always hanging out with your friends right i mean i mean most people are stressed out about work and money I mean, like that is most people in the world kind of yeah so you know that's kind of like why we're in a relationship we share bills and you know there's somebody to be your emotional support yeah. and vice versa like oh but don't know about not, i just say don't nobody many <laughs> they're okay many people in a relationship don't seem to grasp that last part yeah no they don't they yeah. don't get the vice versa they get yeah but you, you used to be cute to me <laughs> Sex was good. Mm. No, I just don't know why I'm doing this. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's been, yeah, twice in the past couple of months. No, not even past couple of months. Twice in the past month, he's told you that he doesn't want to be with you anymore. And um, I think you just need to go ahead and start making moves as though you are single. Like. You don't. I, I honestly don't even think you have to have a conversation with him about it. Uh, no. If you can move out, I would just pack my things and leave. I would just go because he's clearly ready to be alone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what else to tell you. Like, he's all but changed the locks or pushed you outside or just. And it's so frustrating because y'all have been together for two years, and it's like, really, nigga, you can't just be real with me about what's going on yes. and like. So you really just gonna. Ice me out and make me feel bad until I finally get fed up and leave you. I think that that. 
is usually the more frustrating thing it for is. me. It, it isn't even is. just like, oh, well, I'm about to be single now or whatever. This is over. Yeah, that can suck too. Fine. Yeah. But you can absolutely jump way over that shit. Yes. However, the frustrating thing to me, you know, especially if you really seek closure and stuff, is like getting a firm mm-hmm. understanding of what the fuck is going on with you. Yeah. Why things are like this. Because niggas love to dance around facts. They do. You know, niggas love to backflip over the truth. Yep. All that so shit. you never like it's real easy for you your relationship to come to an end with no concrete explanation as to why. Yeah. So you have to like, or I've learned to just be like, you know what? I don't need a why from you. Yeah. You know what I mean? God, the universe, whatever it is that you believe in. Yep. The devil. <laughs> I mean, well, it some people Satan. do. Who, <laughs> yes. who never knows? Has led us to a place where this is the end. Yes. I'm not asking no questions. Right. I'm just going to buy my business. Yes. Because that is clearly <laughs> what I meant to do right. at this juncture. Yes. This is over. That Like, this relationship, you can't even fight for it anymore. Because two people, or everybody in the relationship, I should say. Because y'all out here thruppling now. Everybody in the relationship has to agree to work on it in order for it to work. Your man is simply not there. So he probably got a new nigga. I mean, y'all ain't had sex in two weeks. He probably is fucking somebody else. He's not even initiating kisses with you. It sounds like he is annoyed by your presence. I, I'm sorry, baby. Like, you don't always get closure. Sometimes you have to find it yourself without a nigga actually being real with you. Because unfortunately, sometimes they just do not do that. But I don't want you to internalize any of this as being your fault either. This man deciding that he's mentally checked out of the relationship, but not actually being real with you about his feelings is his fault. Like that is, and by fault, I don't mean like blame. I mean like that is his character flaw. Yeah. Like that is his error. That is something wrong with him that he needs to fix within himself. Because if you have been with somebody for two years and y'all live together, you owe them. You're right. He can't or he shouldn't. Yeah. Just leave you like that, wondering what the fuck happened. But it sounds like that's what he's going to do. So uh, I would just say, are you going to tell me why we broke up or am I just going to move out? And let the and then have the I conversation would. from there or not. But I would tell him, look, I understand that we're broken up. I just want to know if you're going to tell me what happened or not. I love the drama, so I'm going to just pack my things. <laughs> <laughs> when I say I'm... I'm I throwing my shit in the bag. You know, you might even might not even. Maybe you'll get a post it in the hallway or something like that. <laughs> I mean, but I do love that. As I'm well. not giving. And you absolutely can't find closure on your own because you can yeah, move you on can. with your life. Eventually, you look back at like you accidentally scroll past a picture of that nigga, and then yes. one side of your upper lip just raises up like a dog, and you're just like, Ugh, <laughs> what was I what thinking? Was, what, I think, oh my god, I look back at some of Ugh. my exes like, sis, how low can you go? <laughs> Like, where were we? All the way. Oh my God, bitch. Floor. We were in the abyss with no. that bitch. Oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you're young and you can absolutely pick up your life and move on and find somebody who can communicate with you. Like, that is the bare fucking I mean, may we at least speak? <laughs> this nigga's raggedy. Like, <laughs> you're better off fuck. without him. Ugh, gross. All right, next question comes from I need a name for a girl. Um. Uh. Or 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 or, or Alicia. Or Alicia says, "I don't know. If, can you use a made-up name? Because I don't know if my mother-in-law listens to this show. She is super homophobic, but I don't know her life." <laughs> okay. 
Okay. So here we go. She is a bitch. Probably not listening. <laughs> I don't like her and she gives me bad vibes. Every time she comes over, it's uncomfortable and my husband instantly becomes depressed. She was physically abusive to him when he was a kid and verbally abusive his whole life. Through all of this, my husband is amazing and he always says he doesn't want a family like the one he grew up in. He is literally the total opposite of his family. We've been together since 2011, married since 2016, and we have a seven-month-old and a two-year-old. Here's the problem. When we were dating, she tried to say me and my family were using him for things, but mind you, he was broke and my family had more money. When she found that out, she then said that we were buying him and was upset when he moved out and when we got engaged. She refused to come to the wedding, even though his dad came, but his dad is a mess too because he was in and out of my husband's life and we haven't even seen him in the past two years. Damn, his family really does sound like a wreck. His mom then showed up when I got pregnant and came to the hospital to meet our son. She has been finding ways to see the kids throughout these past couple of years, but we are still struggling with with how we feel. My husband doesn't want to be around her or want the kids to be around her, and I'm kind of feeling the same way. I don't know what to do. We don't want to let our emotions get in the way of her seeing the kids, but we are upset with her behavior. She's made a lot of little comments about me and him, even since the kids were born, so she's not making it any easier. My question is, are we being really petty by not letting her see the kids often and taking them to my parents? Or are we in the right <laughs> and to say, fuck how she feels? I hope I answered any questions you would ask. What is this? She also put it. Oh, my God. She wrote it out in an attachment as well. Okay. So, yes. Would you say or Alicia mm-hmm. or Alicia <laughs> having issues with their mother-in-law? <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I don't think that you're petty for not um, having her around the kids. If that's the type of behavior she displays when she's around, then I absolutely wouldn't yeah. allow her to be around. Honestly, even if she didn't act that way around the kids and she acted that way around me, I still wouldn't want her around my kids. Yeah. Because if you're giving me bad vibes, you're bringing me down, you're making me feel you know, like shit. And I feel like I'm not where I need to be. In terms of, you know, Mm -hmm. my responsibilities as a parent or just in the home period or whatnot. Like, I just don't want no bad vibes around my space, around my kids, anything like that. I don't want or need. That's the great thing about being an adult. And I think that as we've said a million times, the trouble with these things is like obligation. Yes. And, Uh you know, just the sort of... The sort of uh, expected behavior that we attach to our quote-unquote elders and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with removing somebody from your life if they're toxic. I don't really care who they are. And a lot of them know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... They absolutely do. I don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, the way that you are handling it in terms of visitation for grandkids etc etc i don't care if um you know your parents see the babies every damn day sounds like your Your parents parents ain't driving nobody fucking crazy in the house so it sounds like your husband was never taught to establish boundaries or have boundaries and so he's having a hard time saying to his mama bitch you're not in my life no more but that's exactly what needs to happen yeah i think that he might need some coaching um from a professional in terms of like not allowing certain things mm-hmm. um how to communicate with that type of energy yeah. and i think that if he can work on establishing um an understanding and a mutual respect between himself and his mother then that will allow the things to fall into place 
Because at the end of the day, I'm grown up. Mm-hmm. I have my literal own children yep. to take care of and to worry and be concerned about. I'm not going to let you disrespect me. I'm not going to let you disrespect my wife. I'm not going to let you disrespect my uh, marriage. Right like that. My family, period. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I can love you to, you know, the bottom of my heart and yours. But you're just not going to come around here. Yeah. And and never see you at the exact same time. And, and that is just it. Because you're either going to act right or you're going to get out my life. And you'll be surprised at how many will choose to get out your life. Mm-hmm. But, like... You simply have to lay it down for her like that. You fucked me up in my childhood, physically and verbally abusive. And even to this day, you still kind of a bitch. So, like, there's literally no reason for us to keep you around. Your husband gets upset when his own damn mama comes through. Then she don't need to come through. Like, I know, in especially in the black community, we have this thing about our elders and you always have to respect and honor your mother and father and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, all that bullshit. But your mother and father have to honor you, too. Like, you are a human being. You didn't ask to be brought to this earth and you deserve the same consideration and respect as everybody else. They cannot just treat you like shit because they gave birth to you or because, no. you know, part of their DNA is yours. Who? No, bitch, that's not good enough. You can't shit all over me just because you happen to be my parent. You don't, like, have, like, the right to express your opinion in any form. Right. I don't even care, like, if you're not a raging asshole all of the time. Right. I'm an adult. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm and responsible. you simply not going to talk to me like that. For all of these things in <laughs> yes. my life now. I'm not coming to you for help for anything. Yeah. I don't need anything from you. Mm-hmm. So at this point, us being in each other's lives is just yep. about like respect, exactly. love, and yes. like those two because things have to go. Because we want to be in each other's lives. Right, yes. hand in hand. Yes. If we don't have a healthy relationship at all, I don't need you to be like, you know, you're right. not responsible for me. I'm not responsible for you. Exactly. I don't need you to help to, to be there for my kids. I don't need you to feed anybody in the house or whatever. Like right. you can just not come around and that will be yeah. it. Your, your kids don't deserve to be exposed to that either. Like, and if it's hard for you to tell her that, then think about the effect that she will have on your children. Do you want your children to go through the same thing your husband did? That might make it easier to say to her, bitch, you're going to get it together or you're not coming over. And it's your decision. And let me tell you something. I was ready to jump on anybody who was talking spicy to mine when I was like four. I understand. understand. Don't think these babies don't hear, (laughs) don't care. Right? That's real. So I don't care who you are. Last question is kind of related to mental health. It comes from Dakota. She says... I appreciate your input on all things related to mental health. And I have been stumping myself with this one. My therapist keeps saying things like, yeah, don't do that. But I'm wondering if you have any tips directly about this issue. So things are going well in life? Question mark. I landed my dream job that I'm really good at. And I've been seeing this dude who is not only really sweet and funny and sexy, but he also helps me out some financially, which is huge. I've got my own place for a month now. My dogs are happy. It's good. And now I'm ready to sabotage it all. Not intentionally, of course. It's just that my depression and anxiety come in swinging, telling me that I'm trash and don't deserve any of this. And he's going to run once he sees the true side, right? And maybe I'll fail at this job or feel super overwhelmed. And I'm not a functional human being in any regard. So I'm definitely going to fail at some point, right? Y'all get it. I hear you talk about the strangeness of success. So how do you stop yourself from getting in the way and just stay out of the way so that you can keep working? Like, yes, I've seen myself be trash, but I'm not always trash and I do deserve nice things. And I just want to keep them even on my bad days when I feel like I don't at all. Thanks for your input. Love, Dakota. Mm. 
This one really um, <clears throat> struck me because this is an issue that I have not so much with sabotaging um, like my life or relationships, but more like I am frequently the only thing standing in the way of my goals. <laughs> Oh yeah, more often frequently. Than not. Yeah, yes, definitely. More often than not. So, oh, I'm just trying to think of like where to start with this. Mm. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Do For me, I'm like, I think that I'm like rather aware enough. Of of the fact that I make things difficult for myself, it's weird because I feel like it I is. I end up going and going through this weird uh cycle of like I've got this and I know like that these are shortcomings for me and they put me into like anxious places which affects my productivity yeah. and I'm ultimately going to like. <sighs> Fail, 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 fail. And it's all going to... I don't know. It, it's like, I all feel right. like I get it. You know, I'm I'm quite aware of the fact that, that I can think that way and I can behave that way. And that it's something that you sort of have to like grab the reins of or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'll be like so easily like, I got this, bitch. You know what I'm saying? All I got to do is be better to me and believe in myself. And then I sit down and yep. get started. <laughs> yeah. And nothing now happens. I'm over it. And I'm like, oh, nothing's happening because you're a worthless bitch and you don't deserve. <laughs> How did you even get here, dumbass? God, you suck. Go kill yourself. So Woo. I don't. Um, Yikes. It's rough because it's like, I think the best thing for me is, again, like being aware of it and like constantly reminding myself of what the truth is while also giving myself a break because then I also will be like, oh my God, you suck because, you know, you didn't get this done or you didn't do that or this doesn't look this way or that didn't turn out this way or you still have to go and do that shit that you haven't done in three weeks Mm. and blah, 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 and all of this other stuff. And rather than just being like, okay, bitch, nobody's going to come and assassinate you over this. Yep, that's true. (laughs) Why don't you get your ass up and get started? I then go into this depression about how I don't do shit right. So I think, thankfully, uh, there's therapy. And there's like, I'm doing far more, um, you know, I'm going to the old uh, Mary Jane way of of writing down affirmation, writing down like things. I mean, I'm not putting post-its all over my bathroom. I was about to say, are you being Mary Jane? No, no, no. (laughs) But I'm, I'm writing more, I'm writing out my feelings about myself more sort of like a journal diary or whatever, but less like, mm, like less Moesha Dear Diary. Okay. And more like... (laughs) Iconic music. You know, very much. You know, that's the soundtrack of my life. When I'm pumping down, you know what I'm saying? Fifth Avenue. That's That's right. Out here in in my head when I'm about to get kicked (laughs) out someplace. Um, Yeah, so I, I try to like write down more about like, how I've been feeling when certain things like, you know, when I have certain emotional or mental struggles, I try to write that stuff out. And I definitely, definitely have to write more um, in terms of like what I'm actually going to get done. And it's easier for me to sort of 
take the pressure off of myself and be like, you're not, one thing I keep saying to myself is like, you're not in the position that you're in and you're not walking in the direction that you're walking in for no reason. Yes. Even the stuff that I'm just like, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. What, what is going on here? How are we making money from talking to each other? Like we always have like all of those types of things, like trying to loose myself of the imposter syndrome yeah. and be like, you don't really have to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not your responsibility all the time to see the finish line. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to run in the, in the, pace, the space that you're at and just try to be as consistent as possible. And if you trip and scrape your knee, get your ass up and be like, oh, that hurt, but whatever. Yep. I don't know. We I'm so move on. Right. I'm yeah. so quick to fall down and then stay there and ball like I'm <laughs> like 12 months old again. And really, that's what I was going to say that for me, it comes back to that whole like parenting your inner child thing yep. that my therapist talked about. It's so much wrapped up into that. Because yeah. That's that anxiety thing. is usually like that wounded inner child being like, I feel uncomfortable or scared or nervous or whatever about this thing because something fucked up happened to us and we haven't really processed it or dealt with it. So I'm going to be here to remind you that we're trash because we feel like we're trash and what I constantly have to do anytime that comes up is like literally when I feel it I have started talking like I will talk out loud yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to this little girl who is me anyway. I picture little me mm-hmm. at like age 10 and I'm always like all right sis what's up like what what are you feeling what are you going through because I'm the mama now and whatever you're scared of, whatever you're nervous about or whatever doesn't feel good, I can help you with. I'm going to help you. So let's just address it. What is it? Like you feel like you're not good enough. OK, well, that's not true, girl. The numbers simply say otherwise. Yeah. Like, you can feel that way, but the facts say otherwise. You mm. might think, oh, well, you know, I just I fucked up so much and that's why my life is like this and da 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 and all these other things. And then what I have to say is, well, look, little sis, you literally did the best you could mm-hmm. with what you were given. And maybe you had unhealthy coping mechanisms throughout your whole life, but you weren't really ever taught to do anything better. And now that I know how to do better, I'm going to help you do better. But we're not going to blame ourselves for not knowing any better. Look, you just simply didn't, girl. So it's like for me. I constant, well, okay, it's not as constant as it used to be. But every time that comes up, I make it a point to have a conversation with my inner child and be like, okay, sis, what are you really feeling? Like, what's Mm -hmm. really going on here? What are you really scared of? Because you need a competent adult (laughs) to help you through it. And here I am. You know, like, I really have to look at it like that. And then that eases some of the... You know, some of the, oh, God, my life is going so great. When is something going to fuck up? When is the other shoe going to drop? When is, you know, everything going to fall apart? I feel like that has had that ex- that anxiety of like, when is something bad going to happen? Mm-hmm. For me, it has lessened simply because I spent so much time now just being stressed about one thing after the next, after the next, <laughs> after the next. So I don't even get to think like, oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. When is it going to suck? Because that used to be a really constant thing for me now. Like, and I think that writing also does help because sometimes I don't know specifically what I'm writing about. Sometimes I just write like all of the emotions I'm feeling. And eventually, some, not all the time, but many times I, I land on something like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm depressed because, you know, last week in the gym, I didn't, you yes. know, make it to where like whatever, like something it'll be like random things. But sometimes I just keep going and eventually and and I also speak out loud mm-hmm. and sometimes I will land on something specific yeah. that has me because there's nothing more frustrating than when you're like extremely depressed or just down in the dumps and you can't clearly express or understand yeah. why when you just 
like it just sucks and that's like depression depression yeah it just like everything just feels like it sucks it feels like there's no hope or whatever and worst problem about it is like if someone were to ask you what's wrong you can't really tell them yeah so sometimes that writing actually does help me like get to the root of something yeah and the crazy thing about writing a show about myself is that Mm, i'm forced first of all i i'm like Going through actual emotions about the writing process, you know, themselves. So what I'm saying, so I'm learning a lot about myself in that. But then I'm also being faced with a lot of the things that have sort of crafted that anxiety from when I was a child because I'm literally going back and like unpacking stuff so I can properly tell this story. Thank God for therapy. Jesus because doing on all this high. without therapy, because <laughs> oh no, wow, a tailspin. Okay, <laughs> like oh a God. saving grace is like, oh, I have somebody to talk to. Like I have, <laughs> I have a professional. Amen. Seriously, yes. So yeah, it's just like I think that like your your constant thing about parenting your inner child mm-hmm. and that piece of of advice that your therapist gave you it's like really one of the best daily things to think about oh yeah because when you just sort of like think of yourself is you know or think of of that part of of you being like your younger self and you know insecurities that simply exist because you don't really know better or have enough insight you think about that being that part of you and you just are like Okay, look, what is this? Yeah. You know, when you dropped your lollipop as a kid and you cried here, your mom was like, child, here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Rinse it under some water and so a couple of layers of that sugar come off. Go go sit down. (laughs) Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whatever. There just needs to, you gotta like, you gotta like tap into yourself and just shake it off because. Yeah. It's easy to get stuck in that shit or whatever and you don't really have to. With therapy, it's easier for me now, like when I am feeling something that is fucked up. To actually get to the root of it and decide, is this depression or is this something from my childhood that is sneaking up on me and fucking with my feelings? Because we sometimes fall into repetitions of things because of that. Yes. And we don't even realize that we're repeating ourselves. We don't even know that we are exhibiting the same shit behaviors that we learned in childhood. We don't even know that we are still doing it to ourselves. It's sometimes the way that we communicate with people. Like the types of people that we get in relationships with. Oh, God. The types of things (laughs) that you do for money, maybe. Like there are some some things that, and you won't even really see until someone is like, oh, hey. Look at this common ass denominator. Sometimes you don't even realize that Mm -hmm. you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And it's almost like a self-destruction. And a lot of that is tied to things that you would have never thought of. Maybe because it's something that is tied to when you were very, very young. Or just really fucked up things or traumatic things or sad things that you may have experienced that you would not tie this to until you can. Exactly. Like, I would constantly beat myself up for any mistake I made, no matter how small. And did not know that that was because I was never allowed to make any mistakes in my childhood without like severe repercussions. So like did not even realize that something that hurts so much as a kid, I was still doing to myself in adulthood. It's shit like that that makes therapy so important. Ugh, and meds. Shout out the, to Bupropion the goat. Nobody <laughs> is going to tell me shit about it. I, if I don't do shit else, I take that pill every I'm day. I'm real good. <laughs> I'd be like, well, guess what we're doing? Getting up and eating so we can take that fucking Hello, medicine. I got my little um, <laughs> Sunday to Saturday box. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Bloop, bloop, bloop. 
I got all my shit laid out. Okay, no pick up that prescription it. three days before the pills run out, bitch. I'm never late on that shit. Dakota, I hope that helps you and anybody else who is struggling with the same thing. If you have questions for the read, send those to asktheread at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, we're back, and it is now time for the read. And, um, yeah. I'm just going to get it just, out of the way. Yeah, because I was disgusted. So, Pride Month is over. And again, I say thank you. <laughs> because, don't get me wrong, I'm completely proud of who I am, and I don't see myself not being proud in the future. At least my sexual identity. Um, But... I was just so tired of the capitalism and the all the rainbows in the storefronts <laughs> and the fact that white America just has realized so that they can just sell y'all rainbow versions of the same ugly clothes that they've been selling y'all <laughs> and make money off of this pride month because the white gays gotta find something rainbow to wear to that parade I'm never going to. So I'm glad it's done. I hope that you girls are still proud now that it's July. Um, <laughs> like... God knows that, you know, the rest of these niggas selling jeans and whatnot won't be there to help you if somebody shoots up another club. So, there you go. That being said, I wanted to say, fuck all of y'all who were present acting a fool at the Stonewall Inn. The Stonewall Inn. Where. Say it. This is the 50th anniversary of the the literal day. Uprising. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to just push the mic away. I heard this was sometime in like this past weekend. Uh, a black trans woman who wanted to be uh, anonymous uh, requested a mic to speak in this bar that they have in there. You know, the white gays are all up in there drinking and no, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and what she wanted the mic for was to honor and discuss. Mm. The rampant and honestly terrifying rate at which uh, black trans women are dying, um, contracting HIV, AIDS, and just 
like all of the shit that we yeah. be talking about on here that all of the fucking white gays time. don't have to worry about that white gays literally do not have to be concerned with and guess what <sighs> they weren't concerned in that moment <laughs> with this woman she was booed they tried to take the mic from her security tried to get involved and rip her out of the fucking place mm-hmm. um, they were telling her to leave they are trying to play music over her and just <laughs> thankfully there seem to be some sensible people who I'm assuming know the history of the place they were in as well as just being decent human beings who, um, who fought. I didn't just fart. That's the chair. (laughs) Cause it sounds like I did. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, But I just can, again, like going back to, that letter with the white gay who is transphobic and homophobic, it doesn't shock me. Like, the pride for so many of you ungrateful ass wipes is just a place now for you to go and drink and do whatever your drug of choices are and, um, you know, fuck on somebody and then that's it. There's no literal, like, sense of pride and an acknowledgement of the people who like my god do you not know who Marsha P. Johnson is? Do you not know who Sylvia Rivera is? Do you not know without them there wouldn't be no fucking pride for you to be celebrating right fucking now? In this very same place 50 years to the day y'all tried to call the police on a black trans woman at pride at the stone wall at the stone wall oh my god Oh, my God. The fact... Oh, my God. I am just so disgusted (laughs) with so many of y'all. Each of y'all bitches deserved, like... A, a backhand in succession. I should. I wish. I wish I was that there. we could have just lined y'all yes. up from one side to the next. Just backhand, backhand, backhand. <laughs> I don't. I. There's just no respect. And this is the type of shit that I be talking about when I'm when I talk about white gays and them not giving a living shit yep. about. Um, like the intersectionality that exists within the community, um, like the other letters in the LGBTIAQ, all right. of these things. Like there, there's no real sense of community outside of that. And for you to be so ignorant, so hateful towards somebody who is speaking actual truth, you can't like I, to to feel so comfortable. As a gay person, when other people within this exact same community are dying and nobody gives a fuck. Even now, like, whenever there's a new name and a new face of some black trans woman who's been murdered or who's been found dead or whatever, yeah. I swear it's only the trans women I follow that I see talking about it. I only hear about it because, like, Angelica Ross posted something about it or India Moore mm-hmm. or MJ Rodriguez or Janet Mock or Laverne Cox. Like, it's only yeah. them. Peppermint. I only see, like, them say, like, I, do you, what is the point of you even wearing that motherfucking Ooh, rainbow in the first place? And this is why I said to my friend, like, white America has attached itself to this white, or, I mean, to this Pride Month thing so oh, yeah. heavily and selling this stuff because they know that they can literally make a buck from it. Yeah. The gays are just trying to find something to wear the parade. I say, ask yourself one time you've seen, like, a nigga. Like, when's the last time you've seen any queer person of color that is, like, quite 
aware of that and surrounds themselves with people who are aware of that. Important caveat. Rot. (laughs) Now, let me, I'm going to say it one more time. (laughs) Who also surrounds themselves. And this is no show. You can take it how the fuck you want to take right. it. When's the last time you seen them niggas rocking rainbow? Like anywhere. We know that that flag, them colors, it doesn't protect us. No. That's not anything that is like symbolic for us. That's their thing. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is prime example of why. There's just no actual sense of pride from this community so much anymore there's no respect no love no honor for the people who literally went down for you to be in the position like if it weren't for queer people of color if it weren't for black trans people Mm. latinx trans people you wouldn't have no parade to go to bitch you wouldn't have no bar to sit your motherfucking ass in and be making out and and sucking dick and doing whatever the fuck else you wouldn't be able to go and get the fuck married like wouldn't be no world pride in new york city you you literally owe black trans women for the experience you having right now but you much like just whiteness in general don't want anyone to come and pop your like mm-hmm. ignorant bliss bubble. You don't want anybody to come in and stop you from partying to say, hey, right. Like we're actually dying and suffering in a real rate. And some like more needs to be done, yeah. not only to wa- raise awareness, but to put an end to it. Right. And you're like, nah, get this bitch out of here. Call the police. Y'all have fucking lost it. Y'all have lost it. So don't. Come you know, to me. You know the riot was because the police were coming through to arrest all you homosexuals, right? <laughs> all you dick suckers. You know that was like, you know, do you, the the boldness of it is what really blew my mind. Like somebody saying, yeah, we get it, but like now is not the time. Bitch, it's literally the anniversary of Stonewall. It is literally pride. How is this not the time? Every day is going to be the time until something different happens, until there's a change. There's never not a right time as far as I'm concerned. But yes, I would venture to say (laughs) that at the fucking gay ass stonewall in on the 50th goddamn motherfucking black ass anniversary (laughs) of the uprising on pride world pride when else was there a time queen when else would when would have been the right time man bitch when would have been the right time i'm so tired of white people dismissing (laughs) actual real shit that is going on even within communities they claim to be a part of because it just upsets their little fifis and makes them uncomfortable i I, no you need to be uncomfortable bitch that's what confronting privilege feels like it's not supposed to feel warm and fuzzy and nice it's just it it blows my fucking mind man lord be having me in where i need to be and i'm just thankful i mean for real because i was never gonna go to stonewall on that night or really anytime during pride i was never gonna go no damn i know so many people who went just because it's world pride i mean it's a historic landmark it's literally a landmark i know people who are like let me i'm just gonna go out over there just for the respect or just for you know to see it or blank 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 i know people who even went to the parade who was like you know what i this year i i told myself that i was going to try and like 
loose this sort of insecurity that I still have with my sexuality. I've never done anything like this. I've been afraid to just yeah. like be a part of that or that. Like I've known so many people who were only in places that I damn sure wasn't at yep. just because they wanted to feel something or, you know, pay honor to something. But to know that there are so many people who are, are more concerned with partying and getting drunk and completely ignoring the reason that you can be free wearing your fucking crop top and your coochie cutters and your rainbow headband out in around Christopher Street <laughs> like just acting as if yeah. who the fuck cares about you black bitches or whatever the fuck it is I don't give a fuck about what you literally owe them you owe them this whole fucking experience that you having right now all these streets shut down and police standing back so you can celebrate yourself you owe that to black trans women and then you told one to her face at Stonewall on the anniversary during Pride to shut the fuck up I just I don't care if she would have sat one booty cheek on the left um, turntable and one booty cheek on the other goddamn record bitch that she could have sat right on top of the Serato box I don't give a fuck fuck that no like it's just so bad it's wrong because I know you know what she's talking about. This is—it's not even like something that is just foreign to you. You just felt like it—it it was a downer, and so who cares? Mm-hmm. Ugh, ugh. Y'all do not deserve the place. Like a, you don't deserve a bar to no. sit in and drink and be openly gay and whatever, bitch. You don't deserve none of that shit. You don't deserve a fucking parade to go to. Nope. You don't deserve a, a, a fair or a, any of the shit. <laughs> none of these apps either. Not at all. Go back Fuck to y'all. hiding if this is how y'all gonna act. Just go back. Just ugh, illegalize gay if this is how y'all gonna fucking act. I'm fucking sick of it. We actually accidentally went to the parade after we left 305 Live because we were trying to go to the noodle shop. I mean, because it's literally like right, right. in and it. Right, and it's right there. Yeah. So, and, and I was like looking at everybody celebrating themselves and like just being really free and having a good time. And I'm like, man, this is really nice. But at the same time, had no idea that y'all had treated a black trans woman like that at Stonewall. And I just, you know what is really crazy about it? White gays will always disappoint you. But let it be a bunch of Matthew Shepherds popping up all of a sudden in the news. And guess who they're going to be turning to talking about? Our community is under attack. Why aren't you guys posting the picture? Oh, bitch, maybe because black trans women die every other week and y'all act like you never heard of them. Maybe that maybe that's why. I just don't. Man, uh, somebody retweeted that thread onto my timeline and I could not. I could believe it because it's oh, white gays. I fully was not surprised. But I was sick at like to silence fuming. a black trans woman, period, at any time. Like. In this community, like when we're talking about something that is so important, so disgusting. But the the environment that you were in and the time, like I just stay home. The audacity blows my fucking mind. Stay home. You have no right to participate in anything called pride, especially, especially at that establishment. If that's how the fuck you're going to behave, how dare you? How dare you? Fuck you. And that's it. I'm done. I'm glad you said it because it was definitely going to come up on this show in one way or another. Y'all just, the caucasity is over fucking Y'all must be stupid. Y'all know they really are. And full of your privilege. Just so full of it that you don't even have to pretend to acknowledge actual history anymore. My wondrous God. Fuck you hoes. I can't. All right. I'm going to pass my read this week. Pass the read like we used to. And 
this comes from Ray. Um, and I picked this because I also used to work in retail. So Oof, I just <laughs> heavily identified, like, and not even just retail, but specifically like cashiering and, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing, which is if you've never done it, literal actual hell. So Clothing says, retail <laughs> for me was always the one that was really hard. <sighs> I feel like no Walmart doesn't count as clothing retail. Not really. Because there's mean, just so much to do around yeah. the store. But I never worked in like an Abercrombie or nothing like that. I worked at a, a clothing place called, uh, I think it was called Up Against the Wall. I don't even think they have them anymore. It was Ooh, like sounds a... Sounds like a nigga good time. No, it was... <laughs> it was like a... Like a hot topic for hipsters. Like, oh. I don't go to Hot Topic. Oh, but I thought like, Hot Topic was for hipsters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I don't know. It was, like, cute for the age of whatever. Um, I was in college, but... Yeah. Child, it was awful. Okay. So, Ray says, stop putting your money on the counter and start putting it in the cashier's hand. There are only three Whoa. exceptions to this. <laughs> <laughs> There are only three exceptions for this. Number one, the cashier is nowhere near being ready to take the payment from you because they're bagging your items. Number two, you are stealing. (laughs) Or number three, the cashier doesn't have any hands. Do not put your wrinkled, disorganized, sweaty titty dollars on the counter and then feel away when the cashier places your change card or receipt on the counter for you to pick up. You thick knuckled in a rush to stand at the register. Can you put it in my hands? Ass whores are rude and need to think or maybe think twice before being so blindly ill-mannered. I'm not saying putting money on the counter is wrong. I'm simply saying it's disrespectful and being disrespectful is wrong. More often than not, disrespect results in asses being handed to the offender. So no, I cannot put it in your hands unless by it you mean this waiting and ready ass whooping i got you the matter is small and shouldn't even be a topic but i've learned baby steps are still steps so small or not you hoes are aggy and need to stop that shit it's tiring and i'm in need of a nap most people who have not worked in retail don't think twice about this just imagine every cashier you encounter putting your stuff down instead of in your hands imagine constantly having to wipe your hands on a counter that's been touched by several nasty tiny humans food bags ashy elbows peeling knockoffs and who knows what else imagine on top of that having to to collect dirty ass money true money is filthy money is literally disgusting and there you go it's disrespect and filth no thanks can't control one but the other is a simple fix and if you have worked retail and still do this your mama is a hoe in the story for those saying it's not that big of a deal just know that just know that's my exact thought bitch all you have to do is wait until the cashier is ready for the payment and then put your money in the cashier's hand and continue your day not being a dick ass I feel like I do this and don't even think about it very small gesture but also a sign of respect put some respect on that etiquette thanks for the read love the show can't wait for more peace and light (laughs) Ray after that Ray I have to say this is something I would have never thought of until I until I started cashiering and the number of people who will put money on the counter for you to pick up but expect you to put the change in their hands it's overwhelming and I would just like literally drop your money (laughs) like if you leave your money on the counter for me to pick up then I'm going to leave your change on the counter for you to pick up straight like that if you have to hand me your card then I will hand like it's like it's literally so small. Put it in my hands. Touch my fucking hand if you want me to touch yours. If you want this to be a touch-free transaction, I understand. And I don't have no problem with that. Yeah, that's fine. I'm glad to put your shit on the counter, but don't too, too often they will look at you like you crazy or something <laughs> wrong with you. Right. Like, 
My hands right here. Yeah, bitch. And I have hands right here as well. But you didn't think about that, did you? You can disrespect the cashier, but I can't disrespect you. Girl, fuck you and this $7.50 an hour ass job. Y'all be wanting the most deference and respect and chill ass attitudes from the people who earn the least. If you don't take that shit on somewhere, that's why I was about to say. Like I be like uh, often, I go out of my way (laughs) with a a cash a cashier anywhere or just anybody working in retail or whatever job. If they have an attitude with me, I often just let it go. Like you have to be like a raging, disrespectful dickhead, and I did nothing to you for me to snap on you because I have just totally been in those jobs before Mm -hmm. where. Um, team people didn't done got on my fucking nerve yep. today, or I just don't want to be there because I don't like my boss, or yep. I'm just tired of being at work, or whatever. Haven't it is had what it my is. Like, yet. haven't had my Been break on my yet. My feet all fucking day because they don't let you sit on the job, working like, overtime, or doing whatever the fuck. Like, I just get it, but I I don't really carry cash around that much. But I cannot think. I almost every single time if I'm handing you like actual you know bills right. or whatever, I just wait until yes. you're ready and then give it to you. Yes. That is what a regular, respectful person who wants their change <laughs> back in their hands would do. <laughs> I just feel like, and I haven't like worked a register probably since I was a teenager, but so I can't like think of like actually like it happening to me. I'm sure that it did and it irked me because. Oh, it they, happened many times when I was at Walmart and Quick Trip, which is a gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it happened multiple times. I just feel like if if you were there doing whatever and I just put the money on the counter it's because I don't like you or like I have you know what I mean like right. I can't see that not being thought right. of as as rude it, right, because it is it's like I don't know what you think is wrong with my hand to the where you can't touch it but if you think that I am going to like give you that respect when you didn't give it to me you got a whole nother thing coming bitch. yeah that's another thing like I mean if you aren't thinking and you put the money on the register or on the counter or whatever and they do the same thing back to you then yeah you you know, can just walk away. Like right. I would not. It was like, oh yeah, right. you just like you said, don't yeah. want to touch or whatever. You're not thinking about right. it. But yeah, putting the money on the register and then somebody, I mean, the registrar putting the the money back down the yeah. same way and you being upset about that is ridiculous. Trash. And niggas really will get mad about they that because I've seen it. They will. It has happened to me, and I've had to tell them I did the exact same thing you did, sis. Like, I really don't. I literally, I will mirror your behavior. So you need to act the way you want to act if that's what you want. It's so funny because when you said retail, I was like, oh, there's so many things that this person could be reading about working could. in retail. Somebody and that was, I would have never, ever, <laughs> ever guessed that. But it's a good point. Oh, so thank you, Ray, for that. If you have a read that you want to pass, send that to read at gmail.com. And that is going to wrap up this week's episode of the show. Make sure you check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. We also want to thank ThreadUp for sponsoring this week's episode of the show. They are the world's largest online consignment and thrift store, making it super easy to stay on trend and more importantly, on budget, all from the comfort of your own home. Get an extra 30% off your first order at threadup.com slash read. That's T-H-R-E-D-U-P dot com slash R-E-A-D for an extra 30% off today. Terms apply, but yeah, go shopping and um. What are our announcements this week? We will be at the Essence Festival this weekend. Yes. We have a show there as a part of the Essence After Dark 
um, series of yeah. events. Uh, Friday <laughs> at 6.30, I believe, is when the show starts. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, different acts that are part of the Essence After Dark, but yes. yes. So we will be there as well. Um, music by DJ Nina Drake. Tickets available at EssenceFestival.com. I think we are both also like posting the flyer and the little link or whatever to make it easier to you to just go yeah. to that. But. It's at EssenceFestival.com. You can go there and find the tickets, but the link is also in my bio on Instagram if you just want to jump right on over to Ticketmaster, girl. Yeah, but, it um, should be uh, an amazing weekend. Cannot wait to see Miss I already know what my reign is. I mean, my read. <laughs> I already know who I'm reading. I had two possible Orleans? this ones this week, but okay. I was like, okay, I'll just save one for the show this weekend. Yeah. And I can't wait. Oh, and the fact that you are this excited already about yes, your This read. was far, this actually pissed me off way more and the second one really pisses oh me off but this the one i did today pissed me off more and i felt is far more important yeah this one is That's real oof. i Anyways, can't wait to hear it so yes, come on out we will see y'all at essence and um i will also i don't actually don't I actually don't know if i'm allowed to say what i'll be doing on saturday let me look real quick see if this is oh no this is not a public event uh so never mind Cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, Missy. Yes, we are excited to see Missy like ugh, just like literally going to scream and lose my mind. But also if you have any trade to offer with a thick New Orleans accent, Please. I will be in town this weekend. Send them over my way. DMs are open. Do your thing, girls. <laughs> see, this is the problem because you you putting it out there and, and somebody don't. is going to say something. You're gonna be like, mm. All things that man, you don't be looking at them. Well, yeah, you either not gonna look at the DMs or you're not really gonna meet up with no nigga. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be both of those friends. But I'll be like, oh, uh, he's probably a serial killer. All right. Well, I hope y'all enjoying your day not celebrating this fuck ass trash ass country. And uh we will see y'all next week. Hear that? It's the call of the crave. And when the crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 bacon bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.